Welcome back to the 16th Street Scanner. I'm AJ. That's Tyler. Tyler, how are we doing? I'm doing great, AJ. How are you? I am doing fantastic. Looking ahead to Road America this weekend. Uh, got a good race on tap. Uh, I am, like I said, super excited. It's going to be a good one. Repaved Road America should be uh, should make for some uh, some quick lap times. Um, we haven't done a preview show in a little while, so um, going to... Gonna kind of talk about what we're looking forward to this weekend. Um, you know who we think should uh, you should be on the lookout for. Um, but yeah, it, it's uh, it's Road America, so it's always going to be a good race. Um, Tyler, what are you looking forward to this weekend? Well, I you know I haven't watched a previous Road America race to be honest, <laughs> so it's all going to be new to me this time. Which is uh, in comparison to all the other races this year. I, I would watch last year's race and just, mm-hmm. you know, kind of get it together, but I, I hadn't had time for that. So uh, I'm excited to see the track and kind of explore, you know, what turns are fast, uh, who's performing and how. I feel like, you know, Detroit following up the Indy 500, especially this year, is like, you got to put something out there. Yeah. Uh, to me, it wasn't the best race. Uh, mm-hmm. It was still good. It's still IndyCar. I still like it, but... Yeah. Um, we'll see if, uh, road America can, you know, follow that up even better. I think it's got, it's good, it's good setup. For that. I, it's, I would much rather have this following the 500 to be completely honest. Um, mm-hmm. it's one of those classic IndyCar tracks. I mean, they've been going there forever since like the eighties or something. Um, I've never been in person, but, um, from everything I've heard from, from what writers have said about it, what. My sister's been what she's said about it. What other people I know have said about it is that it's just a phenomenal place to to watch a race. Um, it's a it's a true experience. Um, and honestly, I just from watching on TV, I would say it's got to be one of the best best racetracks in the world. Just in my in my opinion, I don't know how you feel about that. Uh, if that seems a little bold. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm hoping that you will be convinced of this weekend. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I will be in Wisconsin, but I will not be at road America, <laughs> which is, which is a real shame to be it honest. It is a real shame. I, I, you know, I was really considering it, but, uh, you know, vacation plans in the spring have collided with other priorities in my life. <laughs> so here we are. Hey, it happens next it- year definitely possible so it happens well maybe i i don't know if you were planning on disclosing this but you're going on a canoeing trip oh yeah canoeing trip up up just if if you want to talk to your buddies um the road america is often referred to as the national park of speed so (laughs) i I think 
if you're looking for an outdoor trip, this could be the place for for next year. If yeah. if you're if you're looking for a refresh for something different and new. I mean, we just go and drink on the river anyway. So so why not go and drink on the racetrack? Yeah, they have bathrooms there, right? So they do. As far as I've as, as far as I know, <laughs> it's got to be better. Um, I, I yeah, I, I know where I'd pick, but yeah, it's for for. You, Tyler, and those of those of you listening who don't know, um, Road America is a four mile permanent road course, lots of elevation change, which Tyler for you, uh yeah. That being I've... one of your main criticisms of Detroit last week. Uh th- they're they're giving you what you're looking for. They're they're coming right back at you with uh with with something that you'll hopefully appreciate. Um it's it's honestly one of it's four, like I said, four miles long. So it's it's super varied. Lots of lots of interesting and dynamic corners. Um, you've got everything from slow, hard breaking ninety degree turns to um, the carousel, which is just a long kind of mid throttle, like hanging on very long turn. Then you got the kink, which is super super high high pace, high risk, high reward. Going into the long backstretch. That's why um, they call it the kink. I was yes. looking at the track map earlier and I was like, the kink. Interesting. Yeah. It's it's um I mean it's if you're if you're a Midwestern guy, even the track map is kind of fun. Um uh, just poking <laughs> around the names and all the sorts of things. There's a total Midwestern map. It is. Um yeah. So I'm not just having fun with that. Yeah. You you need to go back and watch some of the old kart races from Road America because that when I think back to when I was a kid and I would be, you know, flipping through TV channels on the weekend and I'd come across ESPN or ABC or, you know, CBS or whatever other channels kart would be on. I feel like nine times out of ten, just in my memory, it was it was Road America weekend and it's just one of those classic tracks and I've gone back and rewatched a lot of the races since as an adult that I, I didn't truly or wasn't able to appreciate as a kid. Um, and yeah, it really is. It, you can, I mean, you can hold it up with any of the tracks on the F1 schedule. You can hold it up with any track on the, on the, the IndyCar schedule aside from Indianapolis oval <laughs> the, it blows away the road course but so is is this the best road course on the circuit i yeah i think yeah so. okay high praise it's fun and interesting um it's always exciting it's like i said you know there's some corners with some pretty high stakes um catherine leg who we'll talk about later when we we're going to get into hundred days to Indy at some point here, but um, she had a huge crash at the kink one year um, when I think she was relatively new, um, but oh, <laughs> don't look, look at me like that, Tyler. I don't want to YouTube Catherine like kink later. That's definitely not what I want to do. Okay. Um, well, yeah. All right. So we'll, we'll move past that. that out. We'll figure but, that out. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm I'm going to I haven't been able to watch a race live. Well, I guess there's only been one, but since the 500, mm-hmm. um, 
And I feel like a lot of the races this year, I've been had stuff going on that I haven't been able to sit down and watch the race live. I am absolutely sitting down. I'm going to crack, crack a high life, throw a broad on the grill, go for the full Wisconsin experience this weekend and, (laughs) uh, and enjoy this race and really, really, really lean into it. I think. Yeah, you should, as you should. I mean, watching the race live is just so much better. Um, it is. And it's kind of pissed me off that I haven't been able to do that as much as I, I would like. Um, well, it's summer. It happens. Yeah. It's, that's the problem when there's 17 races and they're all on Sunday. Well, it's how like, do you, how do you feel about uh, MLB and a lot of, a lot of people tweeting out like, Oh, you know, there's only one major sport happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm like, eh, I don't know. There's other stuff I'm occupied, but yeah, I, it's it's just so different. Like, I mean, I think those people know that like NASCAR is on too. And they I mean, they now know that F1 is on and like it's not like but like stick and ball sports. Like, yeah, it is. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I the some people have thrown it out there that IndyCar should run like a Wednesday night race or whenever the all star game is the night after when it's literally when there's no other sports on TV. Yeah, I don't know what what do you think about that? Do you think that would be a good idea? Um, you know, probably not. <laughs> I cuz I, I feel like people are if you're a baseball fan you're sitting at home watching the All-Star game. Um Well, I mean the day after the All-Star. Yeah. Game. Yeah, exactly. Getting you back in front of the TV for another 4 hours the next night is a hard pull. But there's literally nothing on. Well, then you, you you have so many things at your fingertips now. You could watch, you know, you could rewatch something. You can go to Netflix, HBO. This is what you're competing against. Um, yeah, but S- Sports Center still has to fill an hour, and there's they can there's zero highlights to show. Yeah, next morning. Yeah, I mean, maybe uh, there's probably a case to be made, but I just don't think the juice is worth the squeeze. Uh, no. Yeah, for moving a whole schedule around, I don't know. I don't know if you'd have to like move the whole thing around. You could just drop it in. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like it's a super packed schedule as it is. Well, We're it's almost easy for us the season at this point. Easy for us to say, yeah, I just drop it in, you know, but I mean, there's a lot going on. Uh, True. And who knows how money works in that scenario. But yeah, I mean, if there's a free day, I, I say go for it. But yeah, um, I mean, Wednesday, Wednesday primetime network television is a lot different than Saturday night primetime television so i think that's fair I, I think there could be something to be said for it being like a, a more of a tv oriented race than like a an in-person event mm-hmm. um just because i think it would get you some exposure yeah you know? does any car we haven't seen a night race have we no and i don't think they're having any this year oh, that's um, a real shame <laughs> i know texas used to all be be a night race a lot. Um, Gateway, the first couple of years, they started going back there. That was a night race. I think a lot of it is dictated by TV. And mm-hmm. like, unfortunately, Saturday night just yeah. doesn't do well. Yeah. It, it, across the board, all sports don't do well Saturday night because people are out doing unless unless it's college football season. Yeah. Like, And even in that case, people are watching college football. So. It just it just doesn't work, unfortunately, because I I've been to a couple night races in person. It's 
so cool. <laughs> it's yeah. the cars well, look so much faster under the lights. It's maybe, maybe a Wednesday night race would work then, you know, especially if they been... could be like, hey, Wednesday night, the first night race in two years. Or something. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, I've always been kind of torn on it. Like. I, I like the idea of potentially getting in front of people that you don't you wouldn't normally get in front of and having people pay attention that wouldn't otherwise pay attention. But also a Wednesday night race is kind of weird. Yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> like, and I, I don't know if you know anything about like Tony Stewart's whole, um, I, I think it's called SRX or whatever. He's got like a weekly, um, weeknight short track oval racing series with like all-star drivers. Okay. So I have, I think I have seen that. Yeah. There's, there's, NASCAR drivers, there's IndyCar drivers. They sometimes they have like drag racers and stuff. Um, and I think from what I remember, I think they did pretty well ratings wise. I mean, you do probably have that NASCAR bump, but I don't know. I feel like you could draw a lot of those people in because, you know, racing yeah. is racing for yeah. a lot of people, especially NASCAR folks. And if you, if Wednesday night, if you could do a night race at an oval, I think ultimately it could be a good thing, but I think you'd probably have to take it. It would take some convincing for some of the top IndyCar people, I think. Oh, probably. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we should, we should get back into uh in, into Road America, Road America, uh, World Police. <laughs> I just can't. I can't. I don't know. They should do an entire. They should do a puppet race. Yeah. Yeah. Like, was, uh, was that the South Park guys that did that movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Okay, uh, I've I've never seen that one. Trey Parker, full, Matt Stone. Yeah. To be full disclosure, I've never seen that. I do not condone the jokes made in that movie, but I grew up on them. <laughs> so, uh, that and that there's a lot of things in life like that. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I I think I get what you're saying. All yeah. Right. No, and knowing who it's coming from. I yeah I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Um. Have you seen any of this stuff about them? Like possibly, and by some stuff I mean the motorsport.com article about them like potentially breaking the lap record this weekend. Oh, because the cars are just so much faster. Well, so they repaved, and which they I guess repaved, is, yeah. is is an important. When was the last time they bit? They repaved. It was a long time ago. I can't remember. It might have been like '97 or something. I think. Um. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, then that would make sense that there's a chance they could. 95 was the last time they repaved. Um, the The record was set in 2000. It was Dario Franchitti. Um, this is when they like they had like a thousand horsepower. Th- these were absolute beasts. Yeah, they baby. Were driving. Um, lap record in qualifying one minute, 39.866 seconds. And that's 145.924 miles per hour. Um, again, they repaved this year, um, moto America, which is like a motorcycle mm-hmm. racing series. They broke their track record earlier this year. So, okay. Um, so it seems like they're probably going to do it. Yeah. There's, there's talk. Um, Colton Herta kind of mentioned it in, in this article from motorsport.com. Um, and he said, it's going to be a lot faster. And I think they said that, that Pato had a lap that was 
below that in testing last week that was below that the record lap or faster than that record lap. Okay. Um, well, it could depend on conditions. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I, I think I, there's uh, a chance for rain this weekend, actually. There is. Uh, I'm well aware. <laughs> do you do you want it to rain? Oh, well, I, you're no. you're going to be on the <laughs> I river. Don't. So, I yeah, do not. This is, personally, yes, that you are invested in this. Well, if it now it's kind of even because if it rains, my my weekend won't be as good. But also when I come back and I can watch the race, <laughs> the it race might be, be amazing. Better. True. Well, yeah. How am I lot with the wind? You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, either way, either way, you're coming out on top. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I hope I hope there's enough sunshine. I think there will be. Um because the race is on uh, Sunday, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, 1 p.m. Eastern, by the way, on yeah. USA Network. There's probably going to be enough enough of a break in the rain. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, I think uh, I think this race is going to be pretty interesting. It's cool that it's so close uh, to home. I know Indy is close, but Wisconsin's <laughs> just cooler than India. Uh, like, <laughs> Indiana. <laughs> Rude. I don't know. They got forests up there and stuff. I don't think you guys have that. Uh does Wisconsin have a national forest? Indiana has a national forest. I'm pretty sure Wisconsin has a national forest because it's just like, oh I've yeah, dri- way up north they probably yeah. do. I don't know. I, Road America has got to be in a foresty area. Um, that's um, what I'm imagining. It's near. It's near like the Kettle Moraine, which I don't know if you're familiar with that at all. N- not really. No. That's. I, I don't know if we want to get into some glaciation talk. But I think a lot of people just they just turned it off right there. <laughs> I, I, my roommate was a geologist in college, so We're I know still... a little bit more about rocks than I ever intended to know. But well, I don't glaciers are pretty interesting. I just got to throw that out there. Does it impact Road America? <laughs> it does. Is a, gla- is a glacier going to move? It well, does. It... I mean, it impacted all of like. So moraines are basically the the sediment and sand and soil that glaciers like pushed along the ground and like left there basically and then receded kind of. Um, I don't know. There's like different types of moraines. Again, I I I've absorbed this information through osmosis from like being near. <laughs> so <laughs> a geologist is it is on a moraine then. Is that what the, the proper? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's. I don't know if it's specifically on a on a moraine itself, um, but, I mean, it might be. I don't know. We'd have to we'd have to like do some research on that. Well, we got um, a source, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but there's the Kettle Moraine is is nearby Kettle Moraine State Forest, and that is like it's. It, it's a a site where you can see a lot of these moraines and um some of the some of the results of these glaciers that kind of form the terrain uh, along a lot of the upper midwest hmm. but interesting the more you know i wasn't planning on talking about that but i uh, personally i'm very interested in glaciers i think they're very cool i don't really care <laughs> <laughs> It's just not my thing. I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. I mean, <laughs> I got more important stuff to worry about. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're I mean, mountain. I know they're mountain, right? Or they're what are they doing? <laughs> we we don't need to go into this. Uh, 
They are melted, but okay. These this is a different type of glacier. These glaciers melted. Ah, yeah. They're no longer with us. R.I.P. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Should be an interesting race. <laughs> the glacier wins it. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I mean that's part of why that like it's there's so much elevation change. But yeah, I mean. I'm excited for elevation change just because Detroit was so flat and I don't know. I, I like Red Bull ring because it has some of those. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like it has a lot of elevation change uh, mm-hmm. and I feel like it makes overtaking a little bit more difficult in my eyes. Like I can understand how it's more difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some stuff in any car or in racing where I'm like, I don't get it because I just haven't, you know, I haven't been in a car. I haven't been around racing mm-hmm. long enough to understand that but everyone can understand a hill is hard to like drive up yeah and then i try to pass someone on that it's like even crazier well yeah it's interesting too just because like on an uphill you can break later on a downhill you have to break earlier it, it's just like an added variable mm-hmm. and it's i mean i feel like as a driver it probably makes it way more fun just because yeah. I mean, it, I feel like it's similar to golf in the sense I hate to keep, I mean, no, like I, I bring up golf a lot, but I feel like it, it, it's a very similar experience where like, if you're just playing golf out on a flat field, like an old sod farm, it's kind of boring because there's no other elements impacting your game. Mm-hmm. You're just, you know, all out, hit the ball chase it hit the ball chase it that kind of stuff in racing it's very similar like it's another factor you have to count account for like in in golf if you know if the if the ground is sloped right to the left and you're righty and the ball's above your feet like the ball's gonna turn left Mm -hmm. and i feel like it's a similar yeah i mean it's obviously not exactly the same but it probably like it's a probably a factor that engineers and drivers have to consider a hundred percent that like i can only imagine what the setup like i feel like the setup matters a lot more it's a lot different here Um, and it's like if you're going downhill and you're like coming to the bottom of a hill like you're going to be pushed into the ground so you're gonna have more downforce Mm. you're gonna have more grip if you're like cresting the top of a hill like turn six for example you're like coming up the hill and then turning hard left like the car is going to be light it's going to be harder to turn in mm-hmm. so it's just another it's another thing that drivers have to account for and and be able to handle and um i think it's a track that you know you is you have to be good to win here like i don't think there's you, a lot you're of not gonna win off like of... into wins here yeah, like, like, how much do you think strategy in terms of pit strat matters? Um, it's interesting here because it's such a long track. Like, it's four miles, so you the pit windows are very small because if you don't pit, you have to go four more miles, and so it's it's very hard to save that much fuel, mm-hmm. and. You end up with a lot of guys. I mean, it's like a one or two lap difference at most, typically in most in most years. I mean, if it rains, who knows? I think things could go totally out the window. Um, 
I don't know exactly. The race is going to be 55 laps. I don't know if that's different or the same from past years, but um, if there's potential for someone to be able to stretch it with one less stop, who knows? I mean, yellows could be a factor. If someone can go one more lap on each stint and there's a yellow with, you know. Yeah, you can put four miles in between. Yeah. 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 So who who knows? I mean, it, it's... I think typically it's more just pure pace. I think this race tends to be, which is kind of what makes it fun because it's just, it's just a race. It's not, it's not a strategy competition. It's who's fastest. Who's the best driver today. Who's got the best car today. Yeah. Well then Polo should win. (laughs) Uh, We're being real. I mean, I don't know if he's done. He wasn't on the podium last year. Last year, Joseph Newgarden won. Marcus Erickson was second. Alexander Rossi was third. Um, that was your podium from last year. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Um, I, I can't remember. I I don't know if I, I even watched this race last year, to be totally honest. Um, I might have been at Olivia's family at a family reunion. I might have been there. but Yeah, well, I mean, get to watch it this year, and I, I think uh... – you know, if it's not Polo, I hope it's Herta. Yeah. Um, so your pick this week? He's my pick. Herta's mm-hmm. my pick. Um, and I just think he needs, he's got it. He's got the speed. He's got the car. Put it together, baby. Uh, without your dad. Because <laughs> um, that, that's something that still needs to be proven. Uh I did see something today. I think it was on Twitter that like seven of Andretti's last 14 wins or something, which I mean, part of it is that it Colton Herta. <laughs> yeah. But Brian Herta has been on the stand for most of Andretti's recent wins. Hmm. So there could be something to that. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, oh, you know what? It was in Marshall Pruitt's mailbag on racer.com. That's where I saw that. Ah. Give that proper credit. There you go. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, I was just, I was going to go on a tangent and I, it's good because I can stop myself now. <laughs> um, well, so who do you think needs a good weekend this weekend? I mean, it's the obvious answer is anyone other than Alex Pillow, but who in particular? Uh, well, I heard of definitely. That's why I use my pick because he's got to be hungry Yeah. Uh, for it. As they said so many times in the hundred days to Indy show. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just feel like can't hang it up yet. And in mm-hmm. terms of like the season, uh, and I don't think he's trying to, but, um, mm-hmm. this seems like a good spot for him. I would like willpower to have a good weekend personally. Uh, mm-hmm. but willpower is, uh, you know, uh, been a little bit more inconsistent this year. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, other than that, you know, stingray Rob. He needs to finish. Yeah. Yeah. Lord almighty. Stingray Rob needs to finish. Uh, just to please. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad for him that he's not in a Connor daily situation where he could get kicked out of his yeah. seat mid year. Dale coin is pretty. If the check cashes seats yours. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's like, a rookie too, right? Or wait, no, he's yeah. not a rookie. Is he a rookie? I yeah. Can't remember. yeah. Stingray's a rookie. He, he's been around in Indy lights for a couple of years and, 
this is his first season up in in IndyCar. But when I when I watch other races from last year, I kind of start mixing my head. Yeah, <laughs> like oh wait, <laughs> I I do think it's good to not have like for you to to watch the previous year's race to like try and put give yourself context for that upcoming weekend mm-hmm. because I feel like that might distort your perception of the race and your expectations. Yeah, we'll see. I'm going in blind now. So Yeah. Well well yeah, and I mean like I think it'll ultimately help you absorb the race in a like a more neutral way. Um and not have that like the things that happened in that previous race making you expect th- certain things to happen. Like yeah. You know, is the strategy going to be the same? Is, um, you know, are Rex or yellow is going to be a big factor? I mean, like, that's a total just situational thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we well, don't need to talk about that anymore. We'll see. We can talk about it after once I've yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So who do you think yeah. needs a good weekend, though? I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you, um, on Colton Herta. He needs to, if everyone's been talking about Colton Herta, and you kind of mentioned this, I think last week or maybe the week before. I mean, Colton Herta has a reputation. I've been on Pato about this. Granted, Colton has done a lot more to prove that he's worthy of 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 the, the reputation he has and the seat. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he needs to live up to the hype. Like, we need him... Well, we Andretti needs him to be a contender. He's their best hope, mm-hmm. I think, at this point. Kyle Kirkwood obviously has talent, um, but he's still pretty young. Granted, I think Colton Herta is actually younger, <laughs> <laughs> but he has more years of experience. And I, he needs for Andretti Autosports' sake, Colton Herta needs to step up and take control of the team and be one of the guys along with Alex Pillow and Joseph Newgarden who you can count on to get a win. It's yeah. Well, his last few races, he's stuff's happened, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, he was was fast last week and he got caught up in, well, I don't know if he got caught up, but he didn't do well in qualifying. I think he hit the wall. (laughs) Yeah, he did. (laughs) Um, Obviously, he had a good car at the 500 and got caught up in a in a pit pit lane incident, which may or may not have been his fault. <laughs> but <laughs> um, yeah, otherwise, I feel like he's been kind of anonymous this year. Like, I don't feel like he's really made every every year. There's been a weekend where he's been like the guy mm-hmm. he's been the dominant car all weekend. And that hasn't happened yet. I feel like this could be a good opportunity for him to be that guy this weekend. Yeah. Um, be that guy, pal. Yeah. Especially with, with the repave and everything, things ki- like things kind of resetting. Joseph Newgarden has been good there the last couple of years. Um, so he's going to be, I think the guy to beat really. Um, he, I think that was two years ago. I can't remember. He was leading and had some issue on the restart and with like five or something last left. And, and ultimately did not win the race, but um, 
and then one last year. So I, I think he's the guy to beat for sure. But I think Colton Herta, we're not we're not giving him enough enough uh, criticism. I think for for the season he's having, especially given myself being so critical of Pato so yeah. far. We've um, let the leash go a little bit, and yeah. um, you know he's pulling on it now. Um, yeah, so. Which I think I think Pato the expectations have been so high because he did so well early on, um, and Colton kind of hasn't shown up really um, the way we expect him to. So I think the expectations have gradually gotten lower and lower, um, and yeah, he's just kind of getting away with he's he's flying under the radar so to speak. Um, yeah. So it would be good to see him have a good weekend. I'd like but, to see. Sorry, uh, go ahead. I was going to say I like to see Scott Dixon get a dub. Yeah, um, he needs one. Yeah, I mean, at the start of the season, I felt like everyone was like Scott Dixon, Scott Dixon, Scott Dixon. Everyone loves Scott Dixon, mm-hmm. and I like Scott Dixon too. But you know, he how many wins does he have? He's got a, a boatload. Um, uh, I think it's like fifty three. He's yeah. second all time. Yeah. I haven't seen I haven't seen I haven't seen one since I've become an IndyCar fan this year. So you know, yeah. I mean I granted that's only the this will be the eighth race. So yeah, I mean he, he won twice sample. last year. You you gotta wonder if he's kinda I mean, he's been around for twenty years now. And I mean granted he was very young when he came in. Mm-hmm. But you gotta wonder if he's kinda on the back end of his I mean, I I say that, but I'm looking at his Wikipedia page right now. Since 2013, his championship finishes have been first, third, first, sixth, third, first, fourth, first, fourth, third, fourth. So that's the last 10 seasons. Maybe a little bit of a drop off at the end. Sorry, the last fourth was this is his current position. So yeah, it's what I mean. Oh, oh, okay. Current position, not a finish. So, I mean, yeah. So it's not a, I mean, it's not a trend yet, but I would like to see Scott Dixon win, uh, at least in my era of IndyCar fandom. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and there was some, some stuff in the last few episodes of, uh, 100 Days to Indy where I really started rooting for him. Um, I think yeah. so. And I, I don't think they gave him enough time on that show, but that's another, some other. That's part of this point. podcast yeah we'll we'll get to that in a little bit but yeah. yeah that is a good point i mean he's been the guy in the series for at least the last 10 years i mean and he's been one of the guys to beat for the last 20 so yeah it is interesting that they didn't give him more airtime but yeah we'll get into that um i needing a win and someone we want, I like, I want to see win. I mean, I think I speak for a lot of people when I say Graham Ray Hall. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know what I need to say about that other than I think a win get- would totally revitalize not only his season, but I think for the team as a whole, because they've obviously not had a great year. I don't, I think a win is a good, it's like, so when I think about making a goal, yeah, I don't think a win is the goal. <laughs> a win would be like, holy crap, what the hell just happened? Um, I I don't know if it's totally attainable uh, in a realistic circumstance, unless there's rain or all these other things happening. 
but I think for him to get a podium would be huge. I think for him, a top 10 finish would be great. Um, so, you know, maybe like for me, I think that's, that's good enough. You know, he, he would probably feel good there. Obviously he needs to do better than that. Um, overall. Well, but... I think there's levels to that. Like, is it a backdoor top 10? Would, would that really make him feel good? If he's running 16th all day and he like grabs a couple spots on a restart and then there's like a couple cars get caught up in a wreck in front of him or whatever. And he like finishes ninth. Would that really feel that good though? Hey, top 10, top 10, baby. Um, that's the way I would look at it, but I'm not a racer and I'm not, a, I'm barely, you know, I've, I've got my toes in this sport. I don't have anything else. <laughs> that's true. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I feel like to really feel good, they need a fast car. They need, like, they need to be a contender. Yeah, yeah. I think. And well, I, like Rehal Letterman Lanigan in general. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, they, Graham specifically, but all of them. I yeah. mean, they, the whole it was team. Indy 500 was embarrassing. Um, it was. It was very embarrassing. And then for Graham, after, after all of that to go to Detroit and then put it in the wall. Yeah. Under yellow. That does not look great. <laughs> <laughs> That's. You, you need a bounce back from that. You need some. You need something to like because that's that's about as low as you can get. That's yeah, yeah. No, you're not getting any argument from me, and that's why I think I'm, I'm a good goal would be the top ten finish. <laughs> um, I I do agree with you, but it needs to be a competitive top ten. It can't be a backdoor top ten. <laughs> that's fair. And I Graham has always struggled with qualifying. He needs to have a good showing in qualifying. They need to. And I mean, last permanent road course was Indy. Mm -hmm. So I think this could be a place where they do have the speed. Um, it's it's hard to find a a, a track in better condition and more pristine than the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Um, a newly repaved permanent road course, I think, is one of the few places where it could kind of fall in that category and hopefully some of the data they have and some of the setups they have from the GMR could translate here. And that's part of why I'm a little hopeful for them this weekend that they could have that bounce back, but obviously things have not gone as planned for that team. So no, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Letterman's going to do another Netflix show. <laughs> <laughs> get the funny. Gotta get the, yeah. Yeah, With the cash flow coming in, baby. That's a good uh, point. And Netflix is probably indirectly funding this team in some ways. <laughs> you know, I mean, you gotta wonder. Um, yeah, we need another David Letterman Oprah interview. We all love David Letterman. If you do. don't like David Letterman, you probably hate fun. Yeah, you you're a Nazi. I think that's like <laughs> that's what people do. It might be a little far, but. I don't know. That's just what people do. You, you, I mean, <laughs> you either love D David Letterman or get deep into fascism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that. Yeah. That'll play well. Um, <laughs> yeah. I do think Pato needs a good weekend, too. I don't know if I said this already, but yeah. Yeah. Pato needs a good weekend. He's been pretty yeah. decent this year, though. I mean, he's got a couple 
what DNFs and uh yeah, but he's had a rough couple of his last handful of weekends have not been good. Um is a DNF is that a uh is that an F1 term that I'm applying to IndyCar? No, DNF is pretty that's pretty kind of a universal term. Okay, good. Um cuz he obviously he started out well. He had two back-to-back second place finishes. Um in both of those races he arguably should have won. Um did not as we all remember did not have a great week at Long Beach. Finished fourth at Barber, second at the GMR and then again as we all remember put it in the wall at Indy. Um and then again at Detroit. So mm-hmm. um back to back 24th and 25th finishes um for a guy who looked like he was lighting the world on fire. Yeah. Um not great. So mm-hmm. um I think he needs to get get the ship righted back in the dire- in the direction it needs to be going. Um I just butchered that idiom, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he needs if he wants to have a shot this year, he needs to get it going. And he needs a win, really, because he's not going to... There's no way he can get back in contention over the course of this last half plus two races or so without a win. Yeah, I mean, I, I would like for Pato to win. He, he He's just good for the sport. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I just remembered why I brought up Nazis. Um, yeah. Did you see the Indiana Jones and IndyCar mashup like hype video that they played. It might've been before the Detroit Grand Prix or I, the Indy I did not see that. I mean, cause uh, as we all know, Indiana Jones five dial of destiny is coming out uh, June 30th or somewhere around there. And uh, obviously Indy there's like the, they're the same words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> So they mashed it up in this beautiful kind of like, I'm not going to say it worked out really well. Like, it, I'm not going to say it worked out like they totally match, but it was, <laughs> I, as an IndyCar fan now, and as an Indiana Jones fan, it, I got hyped for that. Because they were just mixing <laughs> the trailer with, you know. Indy clips. Indy clips. Indy car clips. <laughs> yeah. And it, it just kept, it, it was like, whoa, man. I get, I don't know. The worlds were colliding. Um, so I just had to bring that up because that was a really cool thing that Indy car did, uh, and, and Indiana Jones, I don't know. Um, it, I did see like the, the I saw them advertising that they were going to have some sort of preview. Um, it's not the first, um, Indiana Jones, Indy car collab. I gotta say it was the last one for crystal skull. Um, yes. And I actually, let me see. I have the little 164 diecast in my desk somewhere. Sweet. Do you know this is a deep cut? Do you know if they did anything for like Raiders or anything in the 80s? Because like George is notably a <laughs> racing fan. Um, um, I don't know. I feel like that would have been like too early for but... IndyCar to rely on. There you go. I'm looking at this right now. It's a. It's orange. Uh, what is this? A, a McLaren? Uh, uh, no, this is an Andretti. This Marco actually drove. Oh, it's a, okay. And it's got it says Indiana Jones on the side. I thought you know it says it's got twenty six. Colton Herta. 
Blockbuster. It's got Blockbuster on there too. Well, yeah, Blockbuster sponsored him for the season, and I think that's how the this ended up happening. But I'm surprised they had the money for that back in. I think this was Skull. 2008, maybe. Nah, when did Crystal Skull come out? Was that 2008? I think so. It did have Shia LaBeouf. Uh, I just, for some reason, 2012 was in my mind. No, it's 2008, dude. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So Indiana Jones, IndyCar, love it. Keep giving me more because uh, you still got two weeks till the movie comes out. So there's plenty of room for them to expand on that and maybe give us some clips because uh, Indiana Jones is kind of about speed. And um, <laughs> in some in some ways, you know, there's a lot of racing, uh, a lot of Jeeps, a lot of planes. All right. Well, is there anything else you want to talk about for Road America? No. No. <laughs> no, I think I'm pretty good on Road America. Um, All right. Um, we do want to talk about 100 Days to Indy, but before we get to that, a um, couple of news items. Well, one's a news item. The other thing is just the thing I want to talk about. But <laughs> uh, did you see anything about a potential race in Argentina happening? I heard about it, but um, that would be for next year, obviously, right? Um, uh, yeah, next year, probably maybe the year after. I don't know. Um, yeah, there's talks about it being a non championship race, which I think is. Well, what do you think about it? That's lame. Yeah. Um, why? I don't know. I, would I watch it? Maybe. Uh, but like, if it's not for points, um, it's certainly less interesting. Is that because of the canopino factor? Yeah, in Hungos, there are in Hungos. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm sense. I'm in total agreement. I think it's super dumb that they would make it a non-points race. But why would they? Why are they? I don't know. But the fact that you that's your reaction is like why? That's yeah. all. I think that's all you need to know about it. Okay. I hope they have the race. I think that would be cool to have a race down there. Um, because it's it's not like in Buenos Aires or something. It's in like Patagonia, the track they're looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be cool to have kind of a you know a very different locale for this race. Um, and like how many series are running like championship races in Patagonia? I guess yeah. it's not quite Patagonia, but like it's it's near it's on the edge, on the verge of. So well, I think I it'd be know. cool for people in Argentina to be like, oh crap, you know, we actually have a race that matters. Maybe Argentina yeah. fans, Argentinian fans are just like gonna go because there's a race anyway. But well, and there's um, also an Argentinian driver who's clearly like I don't yeah, know how, they mentioned it in hundred days to India, how many 15 Argentinian touring car championships he won like I'm sure 15. he's got some fans yeah he's got he's he's a star yeah he's a stud well and then Ricardo Juncos I mean obviously he has some sway in Argentina if he can get visit Argentina to sponsor their entire team yeah so I think it would be cool to have the race I do hope they don't do it as a non-points race because then I feel like teams would back out yeah too which would suck like, what's the point? Yeah, no, teams would definitely back out. I mean, you got to think about the small guys. Are you going to pay them to go down there and do it? If not, why would I go? Yeah. <laughs> a McLaren will show up, sure. But, like, McLaren will show up for anything. Yeah. Um. Well, the, the series, Car used to be sponsored by FedEx, and FedEx would ship them off to 
international races is like part of the sponsorship deal. Yeah. And so they had back in the like late nineties and early two thousands, they had a lot of international races. Um, and they, I, I do feel like they added some legitimacy to the series too, to be, you know, something beyond just the U S. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think that would lend itself to that a little bit in, in regaining some of that stature worldwide. But yeah, I don't think a non-points race does that. No, nah, neither do I. Anything else you want to say about that? No, nah, I think it, Argentina would be cool as long as it matters. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is this is something I just wanted to point out. Um, the driver pages on the IndyCar website are useless. I don't know if you've noticed this or not. No, I haven't. They the specifically the stats section. Okay, I'm going to IndyCar.com. You you get like the basics. It shows you where they are in the in the standings right now, how many points they have, number of wins. Although it's just for the season, it's not. You can toggle to career. Um, but for the season, um, number of pole pole wins, number of top fives, number of top tens. Um, but it you there's like no way to look at their results race by race for the season. And it drives me insane. Like if I click on Pato award, I should see where he finished at St. Pete, where he finished at Texas, where he finished at Long Beach, where he finished at Barber. Like I should be able to see all that. And I I don't know what you think about this, but. Well, I'm, I'm, I'll tell you, I'm just doing it right now for the first time. I clicked into willpower. Um, this clearly looks like a power BI dashboard. Uh, that they're using uh, to project these Um, and knowing the ability of power BI, you should be able to drill down into stuff if you click on it Mm -hmm. and uh, you can't, it looks like it's kind of just a a tile out there. Uh, Very weird. Uh, You know, it says willpower current standing eighth, 172 points. Um, But I do that and that, you know, this doesn't surprise me because previously when I've been looking up stuff, uh, I'll just go straight to the driver's wiki or yeah. I'll go to the 2023 IndyCar wiki results. Yes. Like, uh, and that will give you some pretty good stuff. But it's uh, if you want the pure results, that's a way better way to get it. If you want kind of the the very vague, no context stats, you can get them here. But like percentage of laps completed, who cares? I don't care. Why is that the biggest tile on the page? That does not matter to me. See, that's interesting because I'm on willpower and I don't see that at all. It's the big loop in the middle. I see laps led and I see career starts. And then you can hover over them and it tells you the world record um, for willpower. Oh, I guess I'm in the career section. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So there's two filters, the 2023 season and the career. It's kind of interesting. Uh but like, you know, I agree. Uh, there's probably more interesting data points. What I would like to see more of is, you know, the ability to to drill down into this stuff. Yeah. Um, no, I, I'm totally with you on that. I mean, all, more data is is a good thing. I well, like you need it, to be able to see more. And like this stuff is all handy to know. But mm-hmm. I like I said, I don't care about the percentage of laps completed. I don't care about that. Who like. It doesn't matter that it's 
and for that to be taking up the most amount of space on this little dashboard thing, like there, yeah. it, it, it doesn't make any sense. It, it should, I should be able to click on something here and it should be able to show me race by race. I shouldn't have to go to schedule and click on every single race and click on results to see where, and then have to scroll all of the way through the results page to see where will power finish in every race this year. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. You know, I think, uh, the, the two UI guys or UX guys or whatever it is, I, I'm not a tech guy. Uh, they're probably like, yeah, we're doing the best we can. <laughs> probably. And, yeah. But I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've seen, I've created power BI, uh, dashboards that are uh, significantly better than this um yeah. granted putting that on a website different story yeah uh, so yeah that know. that that could easily be improved um, that that was just something i want i had to get off my chest because it's been driving me nuts all year and i was looking for some stats before we got on here and yeah, yeah. just go to the wiki yeah um, no i i that's what i do because yeah. it's it doesn't help me at all to go to IndyCar.com. Yeah, you would think, but I mean, like, I don't go to MLB.com for my stats. I go to Baseball Reference or Baseball Savant or. Well, yeah, um, but I feel like the average person is probably going to like ChicagoCubs.com if I want to find out what you know, say a Suzuki's batting average is. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. You, you know? can find the basics there. Um, yeah, yeah, their last five at bats or whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, I think I think it's a fair criticism, especially because the data is right there. Clearly, yeah, yeah, they have all of that info, <laughs> and like where he finished in each race is valuable information. I like very very basic. Yes, yeah. Okay, should we talk hundred days, Andy? The time is here. All right. I feel like we've we've been you know uh, dropping the the niblets of this. Um, yeah. Throughout the whole show. So let's talk yeah. 100 Days Andy, baby. Well, I mean, now that it's, you know, it's over, we've seen every episode that they're going to have this year. I, wh- what what did you think? Um, what did you like? What didn't you like? And I, I don't know where you want to start in those things, but like, I guess let's let's start with like, what did you think? So like, what yeah. do you think this is going to do for IndyCard long term, if anything? Yeah, well, I will preface this that we we watched the finale uh, together. Uh, we did yeah. right before this show. We so, did. So uh, that was pretty exciting in terms of the finale uh, and uh, the general. Generally, I thought this was a good show. I thought it was good for IndyCar. Um, mm-hmm. I think it could benefit from a uh, obvious. Uh, the artist in me or the creative person in me is going to say it'll benefit from a bigger budget, and I, yeah. I think. That- true in general I, I think they need more cameras um like different angles different shots uh i would like more one-on-ones with the driver mm-hmm. i would like you know um it was cool that it was live you know yes yeah i totally agree um like very pretty pretty live mm-hmm. uh just a couple week lag and it's like you can watch the 500 then you can watch this and kind of get all the backstory yeah um but there's so many more stories to tell mm-hmm uh, um and there were there there's some really good moments that that we can go into but generally i thought it was pretty dang pretty dang good you know yeah. i think they did a good good job uh for for something that they're trying for their first time 
Yeah, no, I, I I thought it was great too. I mean, I I especially enjoyed the last episode, even though like I knew what happened. Like in yeah. my my one criticism of that final episode is that like it wasn't there wasn't a whole lot outside of what you could have seen on the broadcast. It was a lot of just here's what happened during the race, which um I mean obviously we got different perspectives than you would during the race broadcast. Um, you got some of uh, like the, the radio chatter and that kind of stuff. Some shots, of the girlfriends and wives, the, the wags, so to speak. The sister. <laughs> yes. I don't yeah, know if we want to include her in the, in the wags category, but um, uh, yeah, I, I would have liked a little more. I mean, you got that little bit with McLaren and Zach Brown, like rallying the troops before the race. Um, but I would have liked more behind the scenes stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Agreed, especially in the build up t- to race day, and and part of that I think, um, and and this is more an overall criticism of the entire show. And I, I wouldn't say it's necessarily a criticism, um, but they need more episodes. Like it was too yeah. short. Six Agreed. episodes is not enough time to, especially with, you know. 44 42 minute episodes with commercials or whatever like qualifying needs to be its own episode the 500 needs to be its own episode um they they should do one for the whole season like just follow them around yeah and yeah i mean obviously they could keep going and i think the 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 kind of cliffhanger they had at, at the end um kind of implied that you know, we're going to keep following them because it was like 365 days indie. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I, I just want more, which isn't really like, that's not a that, criticism, that, I guess. That's, that's just, the best complaint you can have. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even as someone who like kind of knows what happens and, and I don't know, you mentioned this when we, when we finished the episode, but I mean, it did a really good job of like building the suspense, you know, and like, accentuating the drama. I don't know if you want to expand on that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, um, it stressed the relationships and the history. Uh, I think it was perfect. Uh, they've, they've talked about this, the, the creators of the show, I, or at least I caught a glimpse of them. Um, how they, it was a great bookend, how the show opens up with new garden mm-hmm. and how he, it ends with new garden winning. Mm-hmm. Um, can't can't have it better than that but um yeah yeah they did get pretty lucky (laughs) (laughs) uh but like you know i i think um the setup itself they leaned into tony Mm canon they had the benefit of you know knowing the race results after the 500 when they're editing that Mm -hmm. and they did a great job of showing uh how like showing the regular fan or the casual, you know, viewer that Graham Ray Hall getting bumped is massively huge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like this, you know, I, I think they, they stress the things they needed to stress correctly. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they fabricated any drama, but maybe there was some, um, you know, I mean, there probably is some movie, movie drama. And yeah. All this, but. I, I, I don't feel like there was a ton. I mean, I I think, and I mean, as an outsider, you probably don't know the difference between something that's well. I don't. I wouldn't say fabricated, but maybe manufactured. Um, like 
or exaggerated. Um, but like, I do have to give them credit because they still had to film all that stuff with Graham and Bobby Ray Hall before qualifying yeah. and before the race. Yeah. So I do feel like they were doing their due diligence and getting as much as they possibly could in order to set themselves up to be able to to have these storylines for this last episode and and one of the I mean it when people think about the 2023 Indianapolis 500 a lot of people are going to think about Graham Ray Hall getting bumped cuz I mean there's a lot of people when you think back to 1995 that's the year Penske didn't make the 500. It's, I mean, a lot of people think about Jock Villeneuve and, and Scott Goodyear passing the pace car and what actually happened during the race. But Penske getting bumped a year after dominating is a huge storyline. And that's something that people still remember and still talk about. Um, and I think this is going to fall in that same category, just like Hinch in, in 2018. Like it's, it's a big deal. Um, and yeah, the fact that they were able to get all of that on camera and be able to to play it up, I mean, kudos to them. That was, you know, it was yeah. good filmmaking. You can go back in a few years and watch that and get the whole story, which yeah. I can't as a as a newcomer to this. I can't do that for many years right now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you Google or YouTube IndyCar documentaries. It's not like there's this plethora of stuff. Yeah. Um, most of it's like some jamoke or two <laughs> putting together some some footage and then commentating over it and telling the story, which is fine. Uh, but it's not it's not the production quality or production value that this has. What I liked about this in comparison to Drive to Survive was like, um, because you got to make that comp. Yeah. Um, they Drive to Survive clearly fabricates drama. Mm-hmm. Um or they seek it out or whatever. But yeah. uh this was more documentary style and part of me wants more one-on-ones with drivers. Um mm-hmm. do I need the black backdrop and do I need Zach Brown coming in and saying, "Oh, we're going to you know fire Tony or something." <laughs> I don't know. Like <laughs> uh, I don't need I don't need any of that, I guess, but uh yeah, I mean, I would like, I would like, I would just like to learn more about the drivers. But there's, yeah, I feel like part of their problem is that there are so many. There's yes. 33 you got to cover, and yeah. in F1, it's the same guys weekend in or weekend out, plus yeah. or minus. Uh, uh, who's the guy at Silverstone? Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I I do. I mean, that was. Another thing that I've kind of thinking back about some of the early episodes too, and having followed along, they didn't really, they, they touched on Colton Herta at some point in like, they went to his house and like talked to him and everything, but 10 minutes max. Yeah. And then (laughs) they kind of forgot about him. And the guy who was almost in F1, basically like a a couple of years ago or a year ago. I don't know. I remember everyone was like, dude, Colton's coming. Colton's coming. I was like, who's this kid? Um, and now he, he gets 10 minutes. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think they could have spent more time on him. Um, especially for those F1 fans like you who were, you know, migrating 
mm-hmm. um, who aren't like totally new to racing. Um, yeah. And I, I do think he's one of the more compelling figures, especially being the son of a former racer too. Um, and being such a, like considered such a like prodigious, prodigious talent, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was probably one of the bigger disappointments, especially after that episode where they featured him. He seems like a character. He seems like an interesting person as opposed to an interesting driver. Yeah. And I, I, I do. And and maybe, you know, that's not the goal of this TV show is to, like, show you what interesting people they are. It's to, like, it's to show you what an interesting race product IndyCar offers. So I think that's, you know, those don't quite line up. I think they could if you wanted them to. I would like them to. Yeah. Um, But I don't think that's exactly how they saw it. But yeah. Well, if they're if they're, you know, 365 days Indy, whether that means a second season, whether that means they're going to drop something in between now and when they start shooting or, you know, next season mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the sport next season. Um, yeah. I would like for them to spend some time this offseason with the cameras rolling mm-hmm. uh, and and just kind of diving in with these guys. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it sounds and like they're it. still filming. It sounds like the like the crew is still following around, following the series around the rest of the year. So, well, that's good. Yeah. Good news. Yeah. I'm wondering if it'll go, if it'll still be 100 Days to indie. Hopefully they get more episodes next year. Um, my thought is maybe they'll keep filming throughout the rest of the year and pick up 100 Days Out from the 500 again and kind of drop stuff in from this season is context for what's happening during the, the first four or five races next year. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm it'll curious. be interesting to see where they go with it. I'm curious the format they'll follow or how they'll change the format or how they're going to approach it. Mm-hmm. What storylines are going to tell, um, or, you know, kind of expand out. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I just hope we get more of the exposure to the actual people. Yeah. Uh, you know, there were some some good moments in the in the show. I thought um, mm-hmm. I I really liked the uh, the after uh, what was it California? What's the what's the race in California? Long Beach, <laughs> Long Beach. Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, after Long Beach, uh, they talked about they they got this candid moment between Dixon and Pato, mm-hmm. um, where. Dixon is basically asking Pato to apologize, and Pato's like, "Ah, that's it wasn't my fault, man." <laughs> <laughs> Even, um, I I know that the drivers hate that stuff because mm-hmm. the, they're always like, "Oh, keep it behind closed doors." Mm-hmm. But like, I love that. You know, show me the fire, show me the passion. Um, well, yeah, and that adds something when you're watching the race. Like, if Pato and Dixon are running next to each other, like, yeah you know now that they have a history that, that that there's some bad blood there. And I, I do hope uh, speaking of Pato and bad blood, the, the incident with Erickson, I, I should put air quotes around incident because again, Pato, there was eight laps left. Pato could have just backed out, but um, th- that's another thing to follow too. Like throughout the rest of this year and probably for the rest of their careers, 
Yeah. Like, is Pato going to hold that against Marcus Erickson for the rest of their anytime they're next to each other on track? Is Pato going to refuse to back out? Yeah. When Erickson's involved, he comes out and he says, I was being a nice guy. I was being a nice guy. And it's like, I don't know, man. It seems like you were being an idiot. Uh, <laughs> like you just made a bad move. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. He should have just backed out. He, yeah, that was not. Yeah, we don't have to relitigate. No, I'm not trying to litigate. I'm just trying to understand where pa- I. I'm trying to understand where Pato's coming from because he just keeps running into people and not <laughs> understanding why. They won't get out of his way. God, the dude is fast and he's fun <laughs> to watch and his community is great. But um, understanding the personality is harder for me. So I yeah. don't know. Well, hopefully you get another season, uh, another season of Pato behind the scenes. So you can uh, <laughs> so you can get a little more data to, yeah. to support to support your hypothesis. Oh man. <laughs> we'll find out, man. We'll find out. Um all right. Well, uh I, I thought, you know, the season in general did pretty good. I really liked that last episode. But episode four also had some really cool stuff. They talked about Hunkos Hollinger a bit. Mm-hmm. Um and Ricardo Hunkos. Mm-hmm. Uh I needed that back backstory. I had yeah. no idea. Um Great, great willpower stuff. Um, yeah. You know, almost bring you to tears kind of thing. Yeah. Talking about his background with his wife and how it just happened in January mm-hmm. um, where she had a blood infection and couldn't really, uh, you know, it wasn't like a you spend the night in the hospital kind of thing. Yeah. It was like, no, this is life changing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I thought they did a great job in the, the latter half of the season. The premiere was pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of like setting the stakes, um, and creating those storylines, especially New Garden. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah, man, I I think there there's still some things they could benefit from. Yeah, I mean, I I overall I thought it was a great great show. I mean, uh, as I've said before, I mean, it's not for me. It's for someone who's never you know who's not familiar with IndyCar. Um, I hope that it does what they intended to and gets new eyeballs on the series brings people in um i'm i feel pretty uh, not confident but optimistic i guess that it will do that 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 some new people will find the show and and start paying attention to indycar and hopefully that will kind of breathe some life into it um not that not that things have been bad lately, but I think with with the growth of F one and and uh, some of the stuff NASCAR is doing, it and it does feel like IndyCar is kind of falling behind a little bit, um, even though they have been growing the past handful of years. Um, yeah, I, I just hope it's a worthwhile investment. And it, I is you know, like I said, as someone who kind of knows what happens and. And doesn't need the TV show to to understand what's going on in the IndyCar series. Um, it's still cool to see. It's still cool. Is like I'll take whatever I can get. You yeah, know? you like watching it. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter to me. And I like I. I still watch drive. I, I guess I didn't watch the last season, but you know, like I'd still watch Drive to Survive. Like it's still, you know, agreed. 
it's it's still telling a cool story yeah scratches the itch so um yeah i'm just i'm just glad they were willing to do something like this and and take a take a risk i guess yeah Um, and yeah i'm just hoping that their investment pays off yeah i i hope so too uh i hope that they spend a, a little bit more time uh in in the uh as they're editing and putting all this together, mm-hmm. um, you know, some things that I think they could have benefited from the, in episode, what was that, episode four? They brought up, uh, how dangerous the sport is with, mm-hmm. um, uh, Dan Weldon and, mm-hmm. um, forgive me, uh, Justin Wilson, Justin Wilson. I yeah. almost said Stefan. Uh, why I was like, <laughs> you know, going through the catalog in my brain there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they brought up their their untimely deaths. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they should have done that like from the get go, kind of. Yeah. Because uh, they've meant they mentioned earlier in the season, like, oh, you know, people die doing this. Um, mm-hmm. Well, you know, if you're gonna show the footage, show the footage. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, I thought the music they relied heavily on nostalgia piano. Um, and not, that's not, uh, you know, so many things do that nowadays. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and I'm talking about the piano where it's like, and then like, (laughs) they're just, you know, showing you clips that you've seen or something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, history. Um, and, uh, and synths, um, I think they could do a little bit better. Uh, but (laughs) I don't know what I'm expecting out of that. It's fine. Yeah. For what it is, it's fine. Um, yeah. You know, uh, and then photography, you look at, you look at drive to survive. Obviously their brother's probably huge, mm-hmm. but there is a camera over every, uh, you know, every, uh, what's that called? Every Where, garage, every garage. Yeah. Yeah. And you can see it's a great angle. Shows you mm-hmm. exactly what's happening. I want that angle for when, um, Renus VK drives into Alex Polo, <laughs> but they had to go to the shot that they got from TV. Um, and there's other stuff like that. There's so much action in the pit lanes. I think you need more cameras down there. Yeah. Um, and this was a criticism I had at the beginning of Long or not Long Beach, but uh, St. Pete, where it's like mm-hmm. camera angles kind of don't make sense to me. Yeah. Um, so that these are budget things, though. I don't know mm-hmm. if, they're, if they're solvable. So I and I'm sure the crew there like has a vision and they want to do this stuff, but you you work within the constraints. So yeah. Um yeah, so I know there was a, a couple of little bullet points there that I needed to hit. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's just stuff that kind of frustrated me as I was watching, or like this has a potential to be so great mm-hmm. and it is perfectly good. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, no, that's fair. I get that. Yeah. All right. Well, we can't end on a negative. What? No, no. We gotta. We gotta end on something positive. For for you is a, is a newer fan. Like, I guess bottom line, what the goal of this is is to teach something to to people, to new fans, to potential fans. Do you feel like you learned something from watching this show? Absolutely. I, I thought Hinch is a invaluable like hinch himself is so great for this show Mm -hmm. because he has that great 
experience and he's got the commentator voice and I know he does this podcast that I have never listened to. <laughs> um, but like, I would like to see him talking over footage and explaining to me what's happening. Mm-hmm. That's all I want. Um, oh. and mix in some other people too, if you want, but Hinch does a great job. Uh, he really he's does. A, he's a good communicator. Yeah. So, uh, I was pretty happy with that. And I thought I did feel like I learned, felt like I connected. I learned about the people learn mm-hmm. about uh the history a little bit you can do a bit better job there um and you know yeah yeah i felt like i learned uh i it was a good mix of like learning and drama yeah you know which so. yeah that's what you're looking for from a tv show i think yeah for this kind of show i would think so yeah yeah what, what about you though you know i don't know if i learned a whole lot but i i was entertained and that's all yeah. i can ask for i would I wasn't bored. I still, I mean, like I said in that last episode, like I still, you know, even though I was there, I was literally there. <laughs> I saw it happen with my own eyes. I was still, I still felt that building tension, that excitement from the 500, from from the repeated red flags, from the different storylines that were kind of colliding all in that moment with Joseph Newgarden having not won it before with Marcus Erickson being the defending winner um, for better or worse, Santino being in contention with AJ Foyt. Like you felt all of that there at the race. And I think it did a good job of representing all of that and providing viewers with, with the feeling and sensations that you get being at that race. And I did, I did love what David Letterman said um, just about being there and like being at the center of over 300,000 people. And like, it's an experience you don't get anywhere else. I think that was great to include that. Um, So, yeah, I just, I just hope that, you know, it gave people a good sense of what, what this event is all about and the magnitude of it and why people care so deeply about it. um, Myself included. So, um, yeah, I think overall it's a pot. I mean, it's going to be out there. It's going to be out there forever. Um, I think it's a net positive for IndyCar overall. So I'm just happy that they put in the effort to do something like this. I think that's, that shows that they're, they're trying. They're not just expecting people to come to them. They're making an effort to go out and find new eyeballs, new fans, um, to help, kind of secure the long-term health of the series, which, um, you know, hasn't been the life of an IndyCar fan. It hasn't been the easiest, um, but stuff like this helps. So, yeah, I can see. Yeah. That. I feel good. I feel yeah. good. It makes me wonder, you know, what's the goal of the show and what's the goal of IndyCar and in investing in the show? Um, obviously I think it, Part of that would be to expand viewership, um, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, I, I, I'm I'm curious uh, what people's answers to that would be. So, um, I don't know. I'm excited for more, man. I'm very excited for more. And you know, we'll come back to you guys next week, uh, unless AJ has anything else. No, I'm good. Take us All away. Right. So yeah, uh, I'm gonna go on a river trip. Uh, AJ's gonna do something this weekend. Watch, watch the, watch the race, grill some brats. So we'll come back at you guys next week with our review of the uh, Road America Grand Prix. 
Sancio Grand Prix at Road America. Sancio Grand Prix at Road America. We'll come back to you guys next week with the Sancio Grand Prix at Road America. And uh, if you liked what we said or if you didn't like what we said, you want to reach out to us, feel free to shoot us an email at 16streetpod at gmail uh, or tweet at us at 16streetpod. Both of those are numbers 16streetpod. Uh, we are the 16th Street Scanner. Uh, if you guys like us, please leave a review. Uh, we read everyone, and they make us feel good. Uh, if you like us even more, I would love if you would subscribe so that we can uh, get the word out uh, and get into the algorithms there. But uh, other than that, shout out to Penny Wishes for our intro and outro music. Thank you, Nolan and Sierra. Bye.